Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Jay Zawoski here, Mario Tirabasi to my left. Greg Boyson is at the United Center and will join us shortly. Hawks win, Hawks win, Hawks win, snapping the eight-game losing streak with a 5-4 shootout win over the Sharks on Pat Foley night. And it was a little bit stressful. It was a little bit painful. But (laughs) at the end of the day, we get as much Pat Foley as we possibly could in the course of the game, and that's a good thing. And just like the uh, Blackhawks cheers Pat Foley, we're going to do the same thing right here. Here's the 39 great years, Pat. Thank you for being the GOAT at calling hockey games. I will I will fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> Pat Foley is the greatest of all time. So Absolutely. It was it was awesome to uh you know to hear all the all the the memories, um, you know, pregame, during the game, all the all the honors that, you know, all the all the former players and, and people from Foley's past and, and his family and everything. Um, it was just awesome to, to see all the sentiment coming, uh, coming for him. Um, yeah, it was just, just a, a, a great night for Pat, um, a game that thank God they won because yeah. oh my God. The, the end of that game would have been so awful and such a bummer had, had they lost in, in overtime or in the shootout. Um, you know, they, they tried to blow it but you know they yeah. they were able to hang on and get the shootout win and yeah it was it was great to see uh Foley sent off with with a victory a, a much needed victory for this team yes. in many ways right uh so yeah it was it was it was a good good outcome tonight we'd like to point out too the Blackhawks are undefeated since Derek King joined us in studio one and oh baby just saying so every game <laughs> Yeah, if he wants to, you know, if he wants to be a, a regular on on the show, we'll we'll love to yeah. uh, love to have him for sure. Well, we're gonna ha- spend a lot of time tonight talking about Pat Foley, as mm-hmm. we should. But there was a hockey game, so let's start there. And this is the one of the better games they've played in a while. And look, San Jose—they're not world beaters by any means. Um, but the Hawks came out, started very well. Um, first couple shifts from that first line, the Strom line was. They were terrific. Mm-hmm. They score very early in the game. Um, I think that was the first shift that that yeah. line had. Yep. So it was yeah, a perfect start for them. One eighteen into the game, the Blackhawks take the lead. Uh, but a troubling trend that we've seen all year is as soon as the Hawks score, minutes later, the opposition scores. And it has been something that has happened all season long. And mm-hmm. I I wonder what the, the reasoning is for that. If there's a little bit of a letdown at some point, the Hawks have to learn that as soon as they took their take their foot off the gas at all, the puck's in the back of their net. And um, look, it's a win. We should be happy about it. But Kevin Lankinen, did he control a rebound all night? I mean, it's it's the constant story with him. Yeah. Um, and and what we've seen in so in so many of his starts this season, in particular. Um, just the, the 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 rebound control, the the confidence that that he built up last year mm-hmm. is has been erased in his performances this season, and and it sucks because he's, you know, he has shown that he can get it done at, at times, and you know he's a likable guy, and yep. he would be easily affordable for the Blackhawks, but like, man, I don't know how you could go, you could bring him back into next season, and I know that they're not trying to necessarily win and try and go on a run and get into the postseason or anything but like you got to have some confidence in your goaltender yeah that would be helpful 
Yeah, so, just a little, a little yeah. bit of confidence would be would go a long way. But let, look, let's yeah. focus on the positives in this game, and there were a lot. Patrick Kane with an absolutely NBA style ankle ankle breaker mm-hmm. in the first period, where you got the entire crowd to go, oh, <laughs> that I don't know if I've seen something like that in a hockey game in a long time. It's been a, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean that was just an absolute embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact it's a shame they couldn't have scored. They didn't score on that play because oh. that would be an NHL highlight for the rest of eternity. But man, Patrick Kane, he said, you mentioned it uh, before we came on. He said after the game, it felt like a special night and you could see he had a little bit of extra yeah. in his game in this one. And there were a few Hawks that did that too. And, and we'll get to him one by one, but I think Patrick Kane really stood out as someone who had seen enough mm-hmm. of the eight game losing streak. And look, we can, I think we can romanticize it and say he really wanted to win one for Foley. I think Patrick Kane just wanted to win an effing game. Right. And yeah. and put it upon himself to do whatever he could to make it happen. He was absolutely terrific as he I mean, as he is every night. The guy is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it, he I mean, he's almost playing the best hockey of his career, which is unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh plus three, three points with the goal and two assists. Four shots on goal. He even credited with three block shots. Wow, Patrick wow. Kane. That's he had he had two <laughs> earlier this season, and I think that was a career high. So now he's got a new one. Yeah, Patrick I, Kane blocking shots. Kelvin DeHaan scoring goals. Dogs and cats <laughs> yeah. living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, it's it was it was all over the place tonight. Yeah, I mean Kane, uh, ho hum three point night. We were talking about it during the game. He had you know quick two points in the first period, yeah. and it was just like. It's it's insane to see the the kind of season that he's been having and to think it's like all gone to waste right. because he's having uh, you know on on pace for one of his best seasons of his career and um you know you you just you just kind of lose some of that you know appreciation for it in a season where uh the Blackhawks have been have been out of the run they've had too many long stretches like like they just snapped tonight too many long stretches of of poor hockey losing hockey and yet Patrick Kane is still one of the top you know players at his position in 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 the entire league you kind of lose that in a season like this and and tonight was again another reminder that uh, you know he's he's still at probably the top of his game uh even at you know 33 34 years old um he's and we've we've talked about it throughout this season. It, you know, where is his place with the with the future of the team? This is a night where you kind of you kind of look at it and like, man, he might he might actually be able to continue this kind of pace into the rebuild yep. and still be very serviceable once the team is ready to contend again. Yeah, it's 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 a possibility. So, and we answered the question earlier this week. He does not make the Hawks too good to rebuild. No. That's a given. No. A comment from Emma Root. I hope I said that right. He says, love seeing Kane get into the mix late in a second. Um, It jumped away from me there. (laughs) Go down a little bit. There you go right there. Uh, (laughs) Nope. Yeah, yeah. Late in a second. Feels like he'll be wearing the C sooner than later. Can't see Taves here next season uh, to Zona for one of those first round picks from Tampa. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into Jonathan Taves, uh, a little bit later in the show. Jonathan Taves is not waving his no move clause to go to Arizona <laughs> whatsoever. No offense to our PHNX crew. Um, no, I, no, no. I mean, PHNX is great. I just don't know if they're so great that Jonathan Taves is going to just head there simply for he, that. He spoke to, we'll get into all his comments in a little bit, but yeah. he spoke today and said, it's a, it's an honor 
uh, to play at the United Center in front of 20,000 fans. I don't know if he'd be as jacked to play in, thousand, in front of 4,000 <laughs> fans. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, see, it's, it's interesting about, you know, the, the hypothetical of, okay, if Jonathan Taze isn't here and Patrick Kane is, does Patrick Kane automatically get the captain's C? And I, you know, you think about it, it's like, oh yeah, per- it's perfect. You slide Kane right into into that role, and, and there you go. I wonder if the Blackhawks, if 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 the future has Patrick Kane on the roster and Jonathan Taze isn't, I wonder if they just say, you know what, we're gonna wait until we know who our next leader is, yeah, for the long term, and then and then name that guy. Maybe it is Kane, who knows, but I it's it's I've always wondered that if if Jonathan Taze wasn't here, would Patrick Kane be the de facto captain? I th- I think a lot of people probably think he would be, but I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, I would that is interesting. And I think it would wonder, you know, what would be the commitment Patrick Kane would make? Mm-hmm. You know, like if Taves goes this summer, I don't know if they would just slap the C on Kane's jersey, but if he was to resign for mm-hmm. another 2-3 years, and I think you get a consideration. So it's interesting. Um, that is a that is an interesting conversation to have. That can be an that that yeah. can be an off season. Put that in our off season yeah. folder. There you we're, go. We're gonna need it. There's our there's <laughs> one of our there's one of our July topics. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, a couple other good things. I really like Jake McCabe's game tonight. Um, physical, playing hard, uh, blocking shots, sprawling out to prevent scoring chances. Mm-hmm. Another thing. He had the chance to really injure, um, which which uh, it was Benino, it was Nick Benino, who was kind of had his head turned or down, yeah. crossing center ice, and center. he he passed on the opportunity to put a massive crushing hit on somebody. And I think when those things happen in the game, we should do our best to acknowledge them because it's tough, and we've seen a lot of guys not make that choice and and try to hit somebody hard yeah. and make that highlight reel hit, and it, it endangers other hockey players. So when later in the game the situation occurred along the boards where the San Jose player you know, spun as McCabe was going to deliver a check, I think it was very clear that McCabe is not the kind of guy who's looking to injure. He's not trying to hurt anybody. Um, but you know, when those things happen and the way hockey is now – there's always going to be a glove dropping reaction from the opposition on any sort of hit that's remotely questionable. And mm-hmm. McCabe was there to answer the bell. And then later in the game, comes out of the box, tries to head to the bench, gets in another scrap. It was a pretty feisty game for two teams that really aren't playing for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Riley Stillman getting a, yeah, getting a tussle. I, I enjoy, I, as a fan, as a hockey fan, this was an enjoyable game for me to watch. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was, it, it kind of had everything. That highlight reel tic-tac-toe tick goal yeah. that the Hawks scored might be their play of the year. The best passing sequence that they've yeah. that they've had this season that that I can remember. There there might have been one way earlier in the year, but that was that was as clean of a passing sequence as you can have. And all the all the right guys that you wanted to touch the puck uh, on that play did. Patrick Kane, you know, if if there was a third assist in hockey, he would have had a four point <laughs> night. But um, yeah, I you know to to the point about about McCabe, I I think you know I'm I'm definitely someone who 
does tries to 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 bang the drum to be like, can we stop fighting after clean hockey hits? Yeah, it's but it's enough. I do acknowledge that in in the speed of the game, as as hard as it is to say like, oh, what's a clean hit, what's not, without mm-hmm. the the you know luxury of having replay, players react instinctively. I I get it. But sometimes we, you know, we see hits where it's just like, you know, oh man, you ran him over shoulder to shoulder, like good hit. And then they're, they're fighting. And it's just like, come on, like, you know, can we, can we appreciate a good hit? But I think with, uh, with, with McKay being able to kind of, you know, kind of look, at, he's looking out for another player. And, th- and this is a Blackhawks team that has seen what three stretchers this year. Yeah. Two, two Blackhawks players, uh, having been stretchered off and one, uh, opponent having been stretched off this season, and it's just like, you know, the 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 conversations that that the players have had after those incidents. It's just you 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 hear it and you see it in their words and their body language how devastating it is to to see a teammate be you know take a hit like that, yeah. have to you know not be able to come off the ice, not only just with help, but have to be stretched off. Like it's it's not a, a scene anyone wants to see. So for McCabe to kind of recognize in the speed of the game to be like, Hey, I'm not going to finish this check because if I do, I could hurt this guy. Right. I think that's, that's definitely something that is, uh, like you said, comment. Yeah, exactly. Com- it shows character. Yeah. It shows character. And, and you know, McCabe has had a tough season. He, he came in with a lot of expectations mm-hmm. to be a, you know, a, a, a mid pair shutdown defenseman that could be reliable. And, and whether it's, you know, still, coming back from his knee injury that he that he suffered last season or just not really feeling comfortable in 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 the in the lineup in the system whatever it is um you know he he definitely came into the year uh, I remember him speaking about you know joining the team in the, in the off season and in the summer he came in you know very excited cuz he's lives in Chicago yeah. in the in the off season. He wanted to be here. So it was kind of like playing for, you know, quote unquote a, a hometown team. So he I, I think he might have had a lot of pressure internally on himself. Um and just hasn't really had the, the season that I think a lot of people and probably he expected to have. So when he is able to have good games, I think that that's something that hopefully can uh can snowball towards the end of the season and in the next year for him where he can be yeah. healthy and, and he's you know, he's, he's locked in for a few years. So, and coming off a, a big injury last year and, you know, we talked about it early in the year with Seth Jones kind of early on trying to justify the contract yeah, and trying to do everything, mm-hmm. trying to do too much. The contract Jake McCabe signed is probably more than he ever thought he would make. So he's trying yeah. to justify the same thing. So um, coming off an injury with expectations, all those sort of things and the vote of confidence from the Hawks, he used to, he's trying to prove himself to, um, I just think overall he's been pretty solid. Uh, Greg is going to join us here from the United Center in a second, but want to remind everybody that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you're going to receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, including my love letter to Pat Foley that you guys ate up today. I really appreciate that. That's and you'll great. even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at points bet. But that's not it. You're also going to get their new feature, live NBA 
same game parlay. The playoffs are about to begin, and for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. You can download the points bet app right now because online sign up is available in Illinois. Do it from your underwear, do it from your shower, do it from your bed, do it naked, <laughs> whatever you're into, do it. You can register from start to finish because online sign up is available in Illinois. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Greg will be with us momentarily. A little bit of a thing I've noticed since the game has ended that I did not notice while we were watching, Kirby Doc did not play very much in the third period. He had not. Uh, he didn't reach double-digit minutes, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, our guy, Wally Maz, who runs the great Twitter account, uh, Blackhawks Prospects, he says, I don't know if Doc got hurt or his bench, but he only got a team low 846 and was benched roughly around the 1735 mark in the third. So we'll see. We'll see what happened with Kirby Doc. It's going to be interesting to find out. Uh, are we ready for Greg? Is Greg with us? All right, let's bring in Greg Boyson live from the United Center with the beautiful United Center ice behind him. Greg, how's it going? What do we hear from Derek King after tonight's win? Greg, you are muted on your side. We got some... Got to unmute, Greg. Still nothing on our end here, so here, we'll, we'll figure that out in a moment. Yeah, so we'll. I would hope that someone might have noticed that and ask Derrick King about the, the the playing time with with a player like Kirby Doc because you know this is a this is a, a player and a and a time of the year where you know Doc you want to see. Oh, we got Greg. There we go. Sounds like we yeah, got. Yeah, we Greg. can hear him. All right, there we are. Technology just it it hates me. What I mean, TikTok loves you. Technology started. hates T- you. Yeah, TikTok legend, yeah. but doesn't doesn't work with the technology. I would trade in the TikTok love for this crap to actually work every time I call <laughs> it. You're getting love in the comment sections already. Poor Greg. <laughs> That's right. Poor me. Um, no, it's nice. We finally got a win with a CHGO credentialed member in the building. First one in oh, history. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, jeez. We are cursed. The CHGO curse has been broken. They won't lock uh, the doors on us now. Right. But, uh, no, Derek King was very pleased with the effort he got tonight out of his team. Uh, It's hard to disagree with him. The effort was there tonight. Execution, hmm, that came and went as the game, you know, progressed. But that's part of what it is with this Blackhawks team right now. But the effort was there, and that's something that we've talked a lot about in the last few weeks that's been missing. So we saw pretty much a 60-minute game. Uh, obviously, the result was happy. It was a great night in the building. Um, you know, Jay and I sat next to each other during the Pat Foley uh, pregame ceremony, and, and I, I, I had goosebumps. Uh, I had fight back tears during a lot of that. Uh, and then here do you think I left? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who, but there was somebody up in this press box that was chopping onions behind me all night long. <laughs> I find that person. But a uh, very special night and very cool. Uh, both Seth Jones and Patrick Kane talked after the game, and they, 
they said it was really good um, to get that win for Pat on his last night. And especially Patrick Kane, he's been here, you know, his whole career, every big goal, at least in the regular season that he's ever scored has been called by, by Pat Foley. So uh, a big, a big night. And I think, uh, I think, Kane actually gave Foley a little salute from the ice during the game after his goal. So it was really cool at the end of the night when the whole team saluted him and the whole stadium gave him a big, a big cheers. So uh, overall, great night, a win, the winning streak, the losing streak is finally over. And you could tell just going downstairs that these guys feel relieved and feel a lot of pressure off of them. And it'll be interesting to see where that takes them these last few games. Well, especially with so many, you know, leads and then blow it, blown leads and leads and blown leads as we've seen all year and especially recently for them to ultimately win the game. We saw Boris Kachuk rip the monkey off his back a couple games ago. I think team wide, you saw a ton of relief from the team to walk away with two points in this one. And it was, it took every last second to get that second point. But look, before you jumped on, Greg, we talked about it. They battled this entire game, top to bottom, and it almost felt like it was one of those games where Patrick Kane took the team by the scruff and said, we are not losing this game. <laughs> From start to finish, he was fantastic. But I do want to ask you, I don't know if it came up in post game or not, uh, we did not see Kirby Doc for the vast majority of the third period. Is he hurt? Was he benched? Is there any update on that at all from Derek King? Uh, nobody asked that. I think it was a lot of you know the Foley and the right the Harlem Globetrotter play got a lot of attention. Um, he was on the bench the entire game, so I don't think it was an injury. There was I know that there was a there's a couple of turnovers and just you know some uh, some of the same we've seen from Kirby Doc. You know it, it, he's played better of late, but tonight I guess Derek King didn't see enough from him and, and said, Hey, take a seat and watch for a little while. And kudos for making that move. Uh, it, some may argue that's long overdue. So, you know, you've got a rotation of guys. Maybe Kirby's watching a game coming up here. Yeah. You know, maybe you hey. send a lesson and, uh, you know, Kirby doesn't make the trip to Nashville this weekend. Uh, you know, Sorry, you just turned 21. You can't go to Nashville. <laughs> That's a massive punishment. Yeah. yeah. Don't get up against the Sharks, so you can't go to Nashville. That's your punishment. That, nope. Hey, that's a great way to send a lesson. They're going to have to call Brian Sutter to meet him at Tootsie's and hold him up against the bar like he did yeah, to Tyler Arneson. That's an old guy reference, but yeah, I'm sure there's three just, people I, that remember that. I was just going to say, here, Kirby, wear this Tyler Arneson jersey for five minutes. Trust us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they – yeah, so – you know, we we heard from Derek King um, after after Tuesday's game how fatigued mentally and physically the team has been, and and how the the losing streak had been weighing on them. You know, you, you you mentioned it, Greg, about you know kind of you could see the, the the relief. Was it was it anything you know talked about from either Seth Jones or Patrick Kane or or Derek King about how you know the being able to kind of loosen up a little bit now after a win could maybe snowball in, into a, you know, a, at least having some, some good feelings to, uh, to close the season on. Yeah. Seth Jones, uh, he mentioned that, you know, it's been frustrating to say the least the last couple of weeks. And he says it's been very easy to fall in the trap of finger pointing and blaming teammates. But the bottom line is they're all in this together. 
they're just as responsible for the losses as they are for the wins. And now that they got a win, they can, as much as they were frustrated as a team for all the losses, they can now enjoy this win as a team. So it, definitely a sense of relief. Uh, you know, this was the second time this week Patrick Kane's been down for post game, and this was a much better. Uh, you know, we, we talked to him <laughs> after the, the Dallas game, so tonight was definitely a much, uh, a much easy, more easygoing Patrick Kane tonight for sure. So you could definitely feel, especially for those two guys, two of the veteran leaders on this team, they definitely. They're going to sleep probably the best they've slept in a couple of weeks tonight. It's good to see Phil Thompson didn't just lob a hand grenade into the press conference like he's done a couple of times this year, <laughs> which is what I love about Phil. Love Phil's that, dude. Great. But it's we're interesting. Gonna, we're going to get him on the show for sure. Yeah, for sure. I want to go back to what you said about Seth Jones and pointing fingers at teammates. That sort of, I don't know, that waved a bit, a little bit of a red flag for me. I wonder if there is a little bit of... Um, I don't want to say infighting, but I wonder. I'd like people to follow up on that a little bit because, yeah, is he, that he something that was happening? He didn't flat out say that was going on. He said it was. It's easy in these situations. It's easy to start pointing fingers or blaming. He didn't specifically say that's what was happening, but mm -hmm. he definitely alluded to maybe a little bit of that, or maybe he was just, you know, feeding into what everybody's been saying that you know, people, you know this team is falling apart or whatnot, but you know, I think winning cures all that ails you. So hopefully this will, uh, speaking of ails, I see you guys are enjoying a few on Pat Foley night. <laughs> That's always good. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see how this affects them this weekend in Nashville. Nashville's a desperate team trying to hold on to a playoff spot. They've had problems with the Predators the last forever, mm. it seems. Um, last so few years. Let's see, uh, let's see if they can keep this momentum going on an early start. I joke that they should have a, a uh, pregame uh, ceremony before every game because the last two times <laughs> they've had them, they've scored in the first minute. You know, Dylan yeah. Strom had that goal early in the, in the Coyotes game after the Taves celebration, and tonight that they score on the first shift. So maybe just send somebody out there on a podium before every game and get that first goal. Well, it's gonna be uh, gonna be interesting to see how on time they start the game with an eleven thirty a.m. start on Saturday. Yeah, That's it's gonna just be like morning skate, you know. It's just yeah. like a morning skate. They're used be, to being out there that early. Gonna be some brunch I, hockey. I would like to see if uh, if Kevin Langanen starts again on Saturday and, and see how he goes. Uh, you know, Derek King praised the way he played, um, said that he gave a good effort. Uh, he did make some big saves. Um, Many, but, yeah, because of his but, rebounds. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I wonder if they've actually explained to him that it is allowed within the rule book of the NHL that you can absorb a shot. You don't have to give it right back to the team for another. But good for him to get the win. I'm wondering if maybe that hand is not uh, 100% and he's afraid to use the glove hand. And maybe that's a reason for all these rebounds. He's, when was the last time you saw him catch a puck and hold it in his hand? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. And, he, and he's exaggerating that blocker half the time, using the blocker more often than I remember. Maybe it's just the teams keep shooting it that way, but I'm wondering if that hand is not 100%, and that's causing some of the shakiness right now. That's a good point. That's Yeah, because on one of the goals that he gave up, it was kind of a, a clean shot, a clean, a clean sight line, uh, on a shot that that went to the glove side and he missed it and it ends up hitting the hitting the the glass behind him 
popping in front and the the sharks bang home a rebound so yeah i mean maybe you know the 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 glove hand might not be a hundred percent or he might not have confidence in it um being you know being still still injured or still trying to get that feel back so it's a good point greg that 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 could be something that is uh is 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 continuing to hinder him um, before before we get to our, our four stars, I just want to give a sh- quick shout out and a congratulatory shout out to uh, our super fan, the Rev. I see her in the chat room. She won big time on her points bet app by betting that Calvin DeHaan was going to score a goal tonight. Wow. So wow, way to go! That's a way that's to a, go. <laughs> that's <laughs> a big bet to me. Congrats well, on your retirement. <laughs> she credits me. Because she made the bet as soon as I tweeted out this morning that Dahan was back in the lineup. So, Rev, uh, you can yeah, send you my go. cut of the winnings to the CHGO Studios. I will <laughs> gladly accept it on your behalf. But congratulations! That's a heck of a. Those are some pretty good odds, I bet. Yeah, eighty yes. bucks. Look at that, eighty dollars she won by hey. betting. On, on she bet a penny. Score. Way to Damn. go! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think points bets let you uh, put down that that little of amount, but wow. 80 that's, that's nicely good, done that's, that's great that's nice a great play i'm gonna hand i'm gonna hand over my the rest of the money in my account to the rev to place my best <laughs> yeah. i would give her mine but there is none yeah <laughs> hey our big play of the week is coming up later in the show today though so we'll get one of these right sometime yeah maybe just, just ask, bet just against ask. us i think yeah and 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 what's <laughs> yeah, that, that might be the way to go we were talking with uh with with the cubs crew here as as their their post game is going on right now as as well in the in studio a we were watching the game together and talking with talking with Cody, who also does the 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 bet show, and it's just it's just interesting listening to someone like him, who is very deep into oh, yeah. and, and and knowledgeable about betting, and and I'm just kind of standing there and listening to him. You know, my I, I'm I'm looking at him, I'm hearing what he's saying, and it's just right over <laughs> my head. I'm just like. Hey. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's that crazy. Yeah, it's it's I, I parlayed the Cubs and the Blackhawks on the money line tonight, so I was a big winner tonight. There you go. Not eighty dollars, but, but not bad. So yeah, go, take the betting can, advice from Greg. I'm, I'm such three dollars closer to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well that's 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 good. Greg Greg's a winner, Rev's a winner. Should we get to our we fourth, all are winner uh, at Foley night? Yeah, yeah. Every, and, and we're all Hawks win, everyone everyone's a, go goes home happy. Let's get to the, uh, the 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 fourth stars of the night here because, Greg, you're in an interesting position with your <laughs> with your choice. Um, I'm sticking with it. I don't care. I'm breaking the rules. And yeah, I'm, I think I'm we'll we'll allow a, a a rule break once uh, once in a while. All right, I'm going to take uh, Jake McCabe. I thought he played really solid, physical. Um, d- chose not to jeopardize a guy's life. Way to go, Jake McCabe. <laughs> Way to not try to murder an opponent. You just didn't want the uh, our producers to change the graphic from last game. You're being nice. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're it right. is my first time on this show, so he is being nice. To right. There you go. Right. That's your that's your free pass. Um, we I'm going to break the rules. I know the 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 rules of the four stars. We can't pick a guy that was one of the three stars, but I don't care. My four star, my number one star. Uh, forever is Pat Foley tonight. We have to give a shout out to the legendary broadcaster, play-by-play, the guy that has been the Blackhawks voice literally my entire life. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, ever since I became a Hawks fan at a young age, listening to games on the radio with my dad because you couldn't get home games on TV. There was Pat Foley every 
big moment that I've ever had as a fan of this team. Pat Foley was there to tell me all about it and shout and get me excited. And he's a legend. I'm going to miss the hell out of him and uh, can't wait to hope that he does some some guest spots here and there. And uh, whatever he does from here on out, I wish nothing but the best. And so Pat Foley is my fourth star, my first star, my second. He's all the stars. They all well, I, I have news for you, Greg. The prudes at NHL.com, those fuddy duddies. They didn't even put him in the report. What a They left it blank. They left the first yeah. star blank. They did uh, not put Pat Foley on there. I refreshed it and everything. Disrespectful. Yep. No, I, I am going to send Gary Bettman a strongly worded email when I get off of here about that. Yeah, you should. You absolutely should. Yeah. So I think technically, by a technicality, you're you're still correct. I, I didn't break the rules. Not there wrong. Wasn't first, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Per the game report, I am still within the rule book of the Chicago four star. There you go. Uh, I went with Calvin DeHaan uh, scoring his fourth goal of the season. Uh, that is now the second highest total that he has had in a season in his career. Uh, one goal behind his 2016-2017 career high of five. Uh, we'll see if he uh, if he can match or even break that. Maybe win uh, win the ref some more money. But um, I'm easily going to concede Calvin DeHaan to yeah. Pat Foley. We'll give we'll send Pat Foley a shirt, a shirt, and uh, we'll we'll see if we can get him uh, a commemorative uh, glass. That is actually a glass, not uh, not yeah. made of plastic. Why don't we send them the uh, little t- the little uh, stained glass uh, Hawks Lo- bottle we got over have there? To ask Lawrence about that one. All right, all right. We'll, tra- we'll trade him. Uh, we'll trade him a CHGO Blackhawks shirt for one of those Pat Foley shirts everybody was wearing tonight. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I almost bought there one at the uh, on the way out. I was shopped in the Madhouse store, and you know, it just did not seem like the right fabric for a fat guy. <laughs> what As, is it? It's like kind of the like a thinner, like the tri blend. Like a yeah, kind of like a tri blend. I'm like, you know, am tri-blend. I gonna drop thirty five bucks on a shirt that I might never wear? It's gonna show off my man boobs. Yeah. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> so we'll leave it for the for the skinnies out there to go pick one of those up. I'll, I, I left some on the shelves for y'all. So, um, but it, just a great night. I'm glad I got to be there for just the first period. But I got to see the uh, the whole celebration. Got to see the luminaries in the building, which was great. And, uh, Greg, we're going to let you go home. Thanks, man, and we'll see you bright and early on Saturday. Cannot wait. Be good, boys. Talk to you later. All right, Greg. You, take Greg. care, man. That is Greg Boyson from the United Center uh, at the end of Pat Foley night. What a night. It was a great night, man. It was awesome. I, th- it it awesome. is. I, I just – you said it to start the show. Can you imagine if they had lost? I wonder oh. if they had lost if the Hawks still would have done the cheers from center ice. Probably, but it would have – like. It would have been such a bummer. Oh, because he's because he, then you're toasting a, a losing crowd. <laughs> it's just a awkward. team that just lost nine in a row. Like, oh, it would have been just thinking about it. Is, yeah. like, giving me the cringes. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I don't like that at all. Very, very happy that uh, that they were able to come away with the win for sure. Yeah, yeah it would have been such an awkward, awkward ending. I mentioned a thing I wrote for uh, allchgo.com, and if you're not a member, you should be. Uh, sign up for that. You get access to all the great writing from everybody here at, at CHGO. You get um, you know membership access, a free T-shirt, all the great stuff that comes with the CHGO membership. Uh, but the thing I wrote today was free. So if you have not become a member yet, you can go check it out anyway. The feedback I got from that was unreal. And I almost felt like when I wrote it that I hadn't done it enough justice because it's hard for me, and as Greg and, and you said too, Pat Foley's always been there for Hawks fans. He has been the constant that we've had throughout our fandom. And 
I almost sort of appreciate now the fact that this year they phased him out and got us used to games without him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it also gave them the opportunity to say, hey, we're going to listen to some other voices, see who we like best, instead of being like, this is a new guy. Here he is. It's game one. Get used to it. I think they, in hindsight, they looked back on it. Would I like Pat to have done more games? Yes. But I think the fact that they sort of eased him out of our lives is going to be a lot less jarring than it would have been had he done all 82 this year and then no more Pat Foley. That would have been a really tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and it would have been probably even harder job for the person who would have replaced him. Yeah, definitely. Knowing that it's now going to be Chris Foster's. If you go into next, if you go into the off season and over the summer and say, "Hey, by the way, Chris Foster's is a new play-by-play," and no one has had heard him done, do a game, and right. and it would have been so hard to be like, "Who is this guy?" It would have been much harder than uh, having rolled him out a little bit uh, throughout this season. So, yeah, I think in 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 hindsight is is a good thing that they did the kind of the the, the phasing out of Foley and in the, the tryout system with the play-by-play hosts. I still think it would have been nice to have to have Pat do the last home game. Yeah. I think that would have been a nice a nice way to send it off. Um but yeah, it'll 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 be it'll be difficult to uh it, it'll be a transition. It'll be a oh, transition sure. to to get used to a new voice and it'll be as far as as we understand, Eddie Olchek will be will be back again. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure if maybe I missed it, but I'm not sure I've heard anything new that his contract with NBC is expiring still. Um, but I, I expect him to be back. I I haven't heard otherwise. Um, so at least there'll be that. Uh, to to Pat said something to tonight about his production crew having to now now they got to carry Eddie. Mm-hmm. So and who knows that could have been just a throwaway could line just, he was yeah. trying to make on the spot, but uh, it does it doesn't feel like he's going anywhere. And if he yeah. did, he better get a damn ceremony too, because right, yeah. Foley went out of his way all night to talk about how Eddie has made him a better broadcaster and taught him the game and the little thing that Eddie pointed out with um, Reese Johnson at the faceoff, mm-hmm. like that's stuff that even a trained guy like Pat Foley missed. Right. So I think we are. We're, Hawks fans are spoiled for a lot of reasons. Broadcast-wise, the, the quick development of Taves and Kane, uh, you know, the, the very quick transition to championships. Like, we're right now, Hawks fans are entering, like, the realm of the normal. Uh, and I think Chris Vosters is going to do a great job. I had the chance to meet him uh, tonight. Super nice guy, super humble, excited for the opportunity, and, and he's going to do a wonderful job. So while he's never going to be Pat Foley, and while Pat, Pat Foley was not Lloyd Pettit, right? He's a different guy. I hope people give Chris, um, you know, the chance he deserves because he's going to work his ass off. He's going to do a good job, and uh, you can't. He should not try to replace Pat Foley because he can't. He's got to be the best mm-hmm. Chris Fosters he can be. And from everything I've seen from him and heard from people who spend more time with him than I do, obviously, um, they're excited about his future too. So let's do our best to welcome him. We expect to have him uh, come join us for a show. We're working on it before yep. the season ends. So um, we're looking forward to that. And look, w- w- when he does, we're going to let you get to know him. We're going to find out what makes him tick. You know, want to get to know him personally, because I think not only are we losing a great broadcaster in Pat Foley, but we're losing someone who we feel like we know personally. And it's funny, you know, to give you a, a indication of my like social awkwardness is I write this glowing 
letter to Pat Foley today and I get up in the press box and there's Pat Foley. I could not get farther away. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to see him. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to introduce myself. I don't, I don't want him to have read. I was just so <laughs> terrified that someone was going to be like, Oh, Hey, this is Jay. He wrote the thing. I, I was like, no, I just, I don't want, I don't want to talk to him. I just, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like for me, I just keep him at an arm's length. You know, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. I was so nervous about that potential interaction tonight. Yeah. I don't know why it was just, <laughs> well, I don't the, know how I would have handled the it. The saying always goes, you know, Oh, you don't want to meet your heroes. But I think Pat Foley is one of those people that when you meet him, it's like, it's genuine. And it's yeah. like, you're not going to be disappointed. I've in, met him. I, I, him. I hung out with him at a drunken night in South Bend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah and that was memorable. That, yeah. I don't know if he, not because he was drinking, but I'm just one of the millions of people that he's met over his life. Right. Um, I don't know if he has any recollection of that. And maybe that was part of it too. Like I didn't want to know that he forgot about that, <laughs> you know? Um, but it was just, uh, it was just, I w I'm such an awkward dude in the first place. If you've ever met me in public, mm. I'm just kind of like, okay, I don't know how to respond to people talking to me. And I, w I was very, I'm like, <laughs> there he is. And Greg, Greg's like, where did Jake go? <laughs> I'm like hiding under a coat. Get out. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it would have been cool to, Work up the nerves to introduce myself, but tonight was not the night. I mean, yeah. he's got he's he's every he's, yeah. he's he's yeah. meeting so many people, old and new, and it's just a whirlwind. So you don't, yeah. You, sometimes you're kind of just like, ah, I don't want to add to it, you know. But well, he's looking for work, so maybe he could become, you know, the the fourth wheel on the show. Hey, I if if he wants to come in, we we keep the fridge stocked, and he can <laughs> he can have his uh yeah. his unfiltered Blackhawks voice heard, and that would be I love that, that would be they, great. I also love that the Hawks gave him an all expenses paid trip to the golf major of his choice. Yeah. That is such a fitting awesome. gift for Pat Foley. I, I think, you know, we sort of speculated the other day, like, what did we want to see? Who did we want to see there? I could tell that this night was how Pat Foley wanted it. Mm -hmm. He wanted it to be his, he, his relationship with his parents is remarkable. The love he has for his mom and dad uh, and to give his mom the Hall of Fame jacket and to see her reaction to that and to have his nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters out yeah. there, that's what he wanted to do. And you could tell, yeah, they could have. And this is what I wanted, selfishly. I wanted to see Eddie Belfour. I wanted to see Murray Bannerman. I wanted to see all the people that he made famous with the calls. But I think one thing that kind of became clear tonight, and, and it's something that didn't really click with me until tonight, the players themselves probably have the least bit of relationship with him. Because they're not watching games. Right. They're yeah. playing in the games so they don't hear him 82, 82 times plus playoffs every year. Jonathan Taves um, said this morning when he met the media, like, yeah, I, last year I finally got the chance to really kind of listen to him. Mm -hmm. He said now and again I would go back and watch a game again. But last season when it were Taves skipped the year was the first time he really got to sit and enjoy a Pat Foley broadcast. So this they handled it correctly, yeah. you know. And uh, to have the little video greetings for him before commercial breaks and coming out of commercial breaks and all that stuff, I think they knocked it out of the park with the presentation. I we, think they we, did a fantastic job. And we saw and heard from some people that we, you know, you hadn't for a while and some that you may not have expected to hear. I mean, we saw uh, a sighting for, for Doc Emmerich, which was great. And it was yeah. just, you know, we haven't, since he's stepped away from his uh, role with, with NBC and, and the national broadcast crew, um, it was great to, great to see Doc, and we saw Steve Larmer 
do do a video and um, yeah, and, and and you mentioned you know Pat, Pat Foley's mom, uh, Mary did a video and it was just you know it's 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 one of those moments you're just like you're just like wow like it's just um yeah you just kind of get swept up in it and it, it was it, it was it was a great night and you saw you know current players uh patrick kane had had a a, a message for him as mm-hmm. well and hosa hosa and, and brent seabrook and duncan keith um you know all these all, all these guys from the from the from the, the recent uh, dynasty teams and yeah, it was just uh, it was just awesome to see the, uh, the 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 love that that Foley elicited from uh, from the team and and yeah you know you know players they don't get to hear him hear him in you know in his element as much as as we do as fans and I think it just kind of speaks to the the different kind of relationship that they can have with someone who they they're not really connecting necessarily with him professionally for what he does as a broadcaster they're connecting with him for his role with the team and who he is as a person. Right. And I think it, it really, you know, the, the, the relationship that he's built with, you know, players over the years um, from that aspect, I think is just another testament to the kind of person that he is. Yeah. And just a guy who the people that know him, love him. And it's not phony. You see the way mm-hmm. Eddie O talks about him. You see the way Dale Talon talks about him. They show Dale in Dale one of the sky there. boxes yeah. during a toast and Dale was choked up. You know, um, that's a guy that sticks with you. He is a personality. He is a larger than life personality. Mm-hmm. He's got a presence about him. He's got a, um, I don't know what you want to say. It's a, he just has a confidence about him. He knows he's, he knows he's a cool guy yeah. with a cool job <laughs> and a cool personality. You know, it's just, yeah. he, he, when he's around it, there's a different feel. Cause when we were at the game, which game was that? Was it the. I don't know, a couple games ago, he was not there. Mm-hmm. And it just, and then tonight versus, and it, of course tonight was a special night too, but you just hear that voice throughout the hallways and it just creates a different atmosphere. Yeah. And it's an atmosphere people want to be around, except me because I was scared. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, this, ha- having since joined CHGO, these are the first opportunities that uh, myself, you and Greg have, have really had to uh, be in the, the Blackhawks uh, yeah. you know, media realm. And, and I'll never forget my, my first game was the, uh, the, the Buffalo collapse. Um, but my first experience was, was walking into the press box and, uh, and, and turning the corner. And the first person I crossed paths with is Pat Foley. And I was just like, Oh shoot, <laughs> it's Pat Foley, like right in front of me. Yeah. So it was just, you know, you just, you just kind of, and I'm, I'm walking in and I'm like, all right, like, let me, be confident and make <laughs> eye contact and like yeah. say hello to people. And the first person I see is Pat Foley and I'm like, Oh, hi. And he's like, hello. And just kind of like walks by. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Well said hi to Pat Foley. Check that off my, my, my bucket list. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just kind of got that, that personality and, and that, that aura uh, around him. And, you know, I, I, as, as great as tonight was, I, I would hope that the Blackhawks do some sort of kind of, in the United Center commemoration of of Foley, whether it's you know a, a, a plaque by the, the the broadcast booth or some something that can can kind of cement his legacy with the team somewhere that's a little bit more permanent. Yeah, I think the, that'd be great to the see. The Red Curse statues in the concourse. Um, Scotty Pippen has one in the concourse. 
I think that that would be fitting for Foley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think was it Greg or you that brought up just naming the press the box booth. after him? Yeah, or the yeah the box. Yeah, there's there's many options. I'm sure they will all be visited, but there should definitely be some sort of permanent homage to Pat Foley in the mm-hmm. United Center, without a doubt. Um, I've told this story before, but in case you hadn't heard it and you read the piece I wrote, first time I met Pat Foley <laughs> was the. Summer of 2000, I'm working at the 670 The Score golf outing as an intern. So this I was very wet behind the ears, young. I was still in college and, you know, the biggest Hawks fan in the world. And there were two people I wanted to see at that golf outing. Brian Erlacher, who had just been drafted by yeah, the Bears. Rookie Brian Erlacher. We had not seen him play a game yet. I saw him hit a tee shot, though. I'm like, Hall of Fame. Um, (laughs) and the other was Pat Foley and I knew he was there, but I was just sort of, I was working one of the holes Mm. giving out tchotchkes or whatever it was. And I hear coming around the cart path, the unmistakable voice of Pat Foley couldn't really make out what he was saying, but I could just hear the voice and just, I turned as red as our logo (laughs) and he turns a corner and he kind of looks me up and down. He's like, you're burning up big fella. I was getting sunburned. <laughs> I forgot sunscreen, so I had a Notre Dame hat on backwards. It was like to here, right? Like halfway through my forehead. Oh, no. And he's like, you're burning up. So he had this blue bottle of sunscreen with like maybe one or two squirts left in it and just hands it to me. It's like, put that on yourself. <laughs> so I did, of course. Pat Foley, like, yeah, yes, sir, whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you can keep it. And then I still have it. I still have that oh, bottle. Wow. I got it. It's packed away somewhere with my memorabilia. But if I ever oh, find the Pat Foley go. sunscreen bottle, I will bring it in for show and tell. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, how could I not That's keep that? Incredible. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, I'm 22 years old. Just like, there he is. Like, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the guy why I'm here being an intern at the station. I'd love to be him or work with him someday. And, uh, and the first thing he notices is that I'm getting sunburned. <laughs> It mm-hmm. gives me a sunscreen. Like, what a ridiculous story. Just looking back <laughs> on that, it, it's the absurdity of that. You're burning up, big fella. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget him saying that to me. <laughs> and the embar I was, first of all, I was nervous as hell to meet Pat Foley. Just to not even meet him, just to be in his presence was scary right. for me. And then for him to acknowledge me, call me out for my stupidity in the friendliest way possible, mind you, but pointing out like, Hey, fatso, you forgot your sunscreen, (laughs) you know, cause I was much bigger in college, believe it or not. Uh, man, it was just, uh, something I'll never forget. And when I think of like all the moments I've had in sports media, that still is one of my top five. It's unreal. So man, what a, what a memory and uh, what a night I'm so just so glad they won. Yeah. I'm so glad they won this game. Yes. Definitely. It would have been so freaking awkward if they had not. Mm-hmm. And it would have made this show a lot harder. Well, <laughs> just harder just to do. In general, the show is so much looser. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to be upset about anything until we get to the tape stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> you know which we'll get to. And uh, we got a comment there, and I can't see who who made it, but he says the fans did not boo. Uh, when the Wurtz's names were mentioned. It's from Bill R. I think that's the first time I've heard the name Bill Wurtz uttered at the United Center when the fans did not boo at all. Pat oh, Foley Rocky. said Bill Wurtz. And I, I don't think Rocky is in boo territory yet. I think the no? people that really notice his missteps are people that are really close to it, like us. Mm-hmm. I think the casual fans still has good feelings. And overall, I still have positive feelings towards Rocky. I mean, 
It was one bad moment. Yeah. It was a really bad moment. It was a yes. It was a horrible Poor, moment. Poorly timed timing to have a terrible. It was a moment. terrible, terrible yes, moment. Yes. But twelve twelve years. I don't know if it gets undone by one moment. That's a topic for August. Um, <laughs> but there were no yeah. words boost tonight, which I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a good thing to see. And 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 I think, you know, I. You can always there's take, a time and a place. You, you can always take a moment to boo the Wurtzes mm-hmm. for some reason. You can find one, um, but I, I, you know, I think <laughs> yes, I, I think on a night where you know the focus is to celebrate uh, Pat Foley, I think it's good to see that you know people took the uh, took the moment to just be like, you know, we're just going to be in a celebratory mood. We're not yeah. going to try and hash out how we feel about anybody else or anything else. All right. Why don't we uh, give our play of the week and then we'll get to the yes, slight the, unpleasantness from earlier today. The points bet uh, play of the week. I had to, uh, had to go, go outside of the box with this one. Okay. Um, as, as you can maybe imagine my, my betting knowledge is not as, <laughs> as uh, in depth as, as some of the other uh, people here that, that, that work with CHGO. Uh, so I bet mostly hockey, but, uh, tomorrow we got some, uh, some exciting NBA games going on. It's the, uh, the playing round continues in the NBA playoffs. And I'm looking at the Atlanta Hawks, Cleveland Cavaliers matchup. Mm. And I'm coming into this with, uh, some, some very little knowledge, but as much knowledge as I had picking Kansas to win the national championship, that made me look pretty good. All right. So... Uh, on that, I am going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers Ooh. at home. They are uh, plus one fifteen on the money line. So I'm going to go chase uh, as 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 Cody uh, said earlier tonight. That uh, the term that I learned, chase the plus money. Right. I am going to chase the plus money with the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. Uh, tomorrow against the Atlanta Hawks, so that will be the uh, the the play of the week. I agree for myself. When Craig Elo and Dominique Wilkins <laughs> square off, you've got no idea <laughs> the house is going to come down. Is Eric Snow still on the Cavaliers? Was he ever? I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I have like I, I have I could probably name <laughs> like was. one historic player from every NBA franchise, and they were probably an NBA Jam, uh, or there was some memorable Bulls moment. Yeah, Craig Elo, <laughs> yes. from the dynasty that makes me remember definitely. Uh, Anderson Verjal. I know the name. Couldn't tell you he one team. He did. Okay. Yep. Right. Was that that was hair. like the early LeBron Cavs? Yes. Spud Webb. Big, big old hair. Big you curly know. hair. Yep. There you go. I know Spud Webb. I do know a current <laughs> Atlanta Hawk though. Trey Young. Yes. That correct. There you go. Yes. There you go. Led the league in scoring and assists this year. Big old hey, Trey that's Young. A, that's a, that's a good one to know. That. That's correct. <laughs> good one to know. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't know. We, All right, let's let's let's, let's pull it back to it. To a, pull let's it back to, to our it. wheelhouse. Let's here. get to it. Let's get to ragging it. on Jonathan Taves. So Jonathan Taves took some heat today, and I'm going to hold my comments until we play the comments in their entirety. This is from Post Morning Skate this morning. Here's Jonathan Taves talking about the rebuild and all the things around it. There's some learning for me to just be in the moment and not be so um, results-oriented all the time. and um, But, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen this summer. Uh, I don't know what moving parts. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll just take it day by day and not uh, overthink it and take one challenge at a time as they come. 
do you last want, one for Jonathan. Do you want to sit down with Kyle and just really kind of hash out how you feel what he thinks is really to be detailed? Yeah. Um, I like to sit down more often with uh, Kyle and our coaching staff, and I just think that sometimes it helps me to hear their honesty, and I just think it helps to uh, have that line of communication, to know what they expect out of me, and I know what they, they need, and I know what my job is as a player and as a captain in the locker room because I think part of the frustrating thing these last couple of games is Obviously, there's, you know, we're moving the lines around this and that, but I mean, that's just an example. Um, so yeah, it, it would be good to know exactly what what's going on in some detail to a certain extent. And and uh, then I can control what I can control and just go about my job. Okay. That's, yeah. So it's loaded. Earlier in the day, when I saw the quote, about I want to meet with Kyle Davidson more and understand what he wants from me as a captain. I was once again <laughs> very perturbed with Jonathan Taves. But then on the way in, I listened to the entirety of the interview. And I think what he's trying to say, and I'm what Derek King told us on Wednesday is influencing this thought a little bit because Derek King went out of his way to say how great Jonathan has been. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to say that. He was taking shots at other people directly or indirectly, right? He's been saying he hasn't been slow to criticize Blackhawks players by name. So that's influencing this a little bit, to be honest. I think what Jonathan is saying is clearly me being pissed that we're losing is not the way to lead right now. And he started his comments by saying, clearly I have a lot to learn and a lot to adjust to. So I think what Taves is saying is how do I become a leader of a team in this position? I'm used to leading teams that win, teams that win Stanley Cups, teams that compete in the playoffs. I don't know how to be a leader in a situation like this. And that's something Derek King talked to us about yesterday too, saying, look, I was a veteran when teams went young and it's hard as a veteran player who's used to winning and competing seeing a rebuild is a really hard pill to swallow sometimes. So in this particular instance, I'm going to give Taves the benefit of the doubt. I think that's what he was saying. I will say though, the King today, you described Jonathan as grumpy. Yes. He said he's a little yeah. grumpy today. So I don't know. I, I, I think after, you know, things look different in print than they do when you actually hear them. Mm. And especially with the context of the first question, I think what he's saying was I need to readjust my leadership because me smashing my stick after every loss is probably not the best thing when we're probably going to be losing most of the games we play. And I think that's correct. Mm -hmm. If he really needs advice on how to be a captain, if that's what he meant, then that's BS. And by now he should know that. But I really think he was saying, I need to adjust the way I lead, and I need some guidance on how to do that. Yeah. Which and, is fair. And and Derek King said in his in his post morning skate availability that he talks with players uh pretty much every day, gives them the opportunity to to, to talk with him and and he checks in with, with he said with the big guys every day with with a, with mm-hmm. Hayes and with Seth Jones and Debrinket and Kane and these guys that are you know, veterans and, and, and leaders of the team. 
So the the thought of oh Jonathan Taze doesn't have communication with Derek King, that's not true. I I can't imagine Derek King who as you as, as you as as we saw on Wednesday mm-hmm. and have you know noticed in his time both in Rockford and then you know with Chicago, him being honest is not an issue. He's going to be able yeah. to to communicate to his players mm-hmm. exactly what he's what he's expecting out of them. For Kyle Davidson, I I also can't imagine that Jonathan Taze can't go into his office and be like, "Hey, I kind of want to talk to you," and Kyle Davidson shoo shoes him away. Like, of course, I don't think that that's the dynamic either. So, I, I think to your point, you're correct that Taze is, is likely trying to, you know, as late in the game as it might be, um, trying to refocus his mentality of being the captain of the Blackhawks, which for most of his career has meant I'm the, I'm the captain of a very good team yep. of a very talented team. And I'm the captain while also playing alongside players like Brent Seabrook and Patrick Sharp and Marion Hosa and Duncan Keith and Patrick Kane, like all these other guys who were leaders on the same level as Jonathan Taze, but just didn't have the C on his sweater. So now the, the role of Taze's captain is, He's not only one, he's not no, he's no longer one of the main voices. It's like he's the voice, and his role as a leader and his role as a player is changing because, as much as he wants to still be the Jonathan Taze of old, I don't think his body is going to allow him to do that anymore. And we all had a lot of hopes that he'd be able to come back, be healthy, and be the Taze of old this season. We've seen some snippets of it yeah, but it's very, not very it's not few. consistent and yeah. although he has been better the second half of the season mm-hmm. it has not been you know old taze esque so i think he's coming around to the idea that i am no longer the 20 minute a night top power play top penalty kill top line center and with the shifting of lines that have happened in the last few few games i think he's kind of I would I would imagine he's kind of wrapping his head around the fact that he's no longer seen as this player in the lineup and as a leader he doesn't have as many co-leaders to to lean on. True. And they're not winning as much. So it's a, it's 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 a lot to take in at one time mm-hmm. even if he, you know, even if he's now just taking the blinders off of what a rebuild is um I you know, I I tried to not jump down the throat of Taze yet again this season for what he said uh, earlier today and and having heard it all in context, um, I think, to your point, I think that is kind of the, the way that he's kind of processing how this season has gone, how the what the future looks like, right. and where he fits into well, it. Well, and now it's flat-out told rebuild because even Stan was like, well, we can rebuild on the fly and... We can supplement our roster with young guys and free agents. This is Kyle Davidson saying, no, this is a rebuild. And even if it didn't click with Taves when he saw Brandon Hagel traded, oh. It should click. It clicked. Then, yeah. Uh, Nate brought up a point earlier in the chat, and he just basically said what Taves, need to do, what Taves needs to do is just lead by example. And that's it. That is how you lead a young team. Go out there, work your ass off, mm-hmm. play as hard as you can, forecheck, Back, back check, penalty kill, win face-offs, block shots. 
that's how you lead a rebuilding team. You say, this is how one of the most decorated players in the NHL finishes off their career and handles a rebuild. And that's how you lead that, that if, if I'm Kyle Davidson, he comes to me. That's what I say. Lead by example, play hard, show what it means to be a professional because mm-hmm. that's what these kids needs. All right. We're running late extra. We went to overtime just like Pat Foley <laughs> did in this one tonight. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember, We'll be back Saturday for the brunch special, 1130. Might get some mimosas in here. Hell yeah, we're going to get some mimosas in here. (laughs) As always, we're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. For Mario Tirabasi and our partner Greg Boyson, who's on his way home, I'm Jay Zawoski. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We'll talk to you Saturday.